Last week on Channel Massive, we dove deep into EverQuest Next and S2's new MOBA, Strife. And we also recounted the adventures in our return to World of Warcraft, while our special guest host, Southern Scott, provided some rift updates and mythology behind the game in his rebellious counter tour. XQ, folks. XQ quality. Better than HQ, but no one knows what the X stands for, except for extremely good. <clears throat> This is yes, episode yes. 263 of Channel Massive, Tales from Azeroth to Battle. You may have not heard any of Mark's side comments in that introduction, and that's because he is not here. And I am unfortunately not doing a solo show because that could be horrific. I am very grateful <laughs> <laughs> to be joined like that. by two Scots, Southern Scott and... And military Scott. Yes. I was, I was pausing so you the, guys could say something, the, but instead you the just... the power of the Scots healed you. <laughs> yeah. Wonder Scott powers activate. <laughs> Thank you guys both for joining me on the show this evening. No problem. It's always fun. Military Scott has told us to expect very little from him, which is why I'm assuming he's said so far nothing. <laughs> Are you there? I am, actually. I was <laughs> muted. He's a doc. You're muted? I was, I was muted. Oh. Hey. He had a four-minute-long dissertation that we didn't even catch. That's right. He's <laughs> like, why aren't they listening to me? They're just talking over me. Hey, guys. Fine, if you don't want me here, I'll just hang up. Good to go now, though. We're, we're straight. <laughs> All right, cool. You're reminding me of some of our other compatriots in our in our Monday game nights. <laughs> like, are you there? <laughs> <laughs> in this like episode <laughs> Yes. <laughs> for example. Well what, what I get from when when Scott and I and Rift all of a sudden I'll be chit chatting away and all of a sudden you go, Did y'all hear any of that? I'm like, No. Man, I was muted for like ten minutes. <laughs> <laughs> I do, I do. <laughs> Half the time, I don't even notice. Me. I'm like, man, I probably need to quit talking so much. <laughs> My wife is always talking to me, so I got to mute it and go back and forth, and it ends up being a debacle. But I got this. <laughs> I'm surprised, military Scott, because you are kind of like our social streaming media expert out of all of us. I try. Um, really, you should download uh, Raptor and use that. It's it's one click, and bam, you got Twitch, YouTube, everything. Nice. I, I do need to do that. I actually plan on doing that soon-ish. Ish. Well, the first person to promote Raptor to me, I wasn't really good friends with, and I was trying to avoid extended interactions with this person so <laughs> I don't really want you to see when I'm playing online all the time. Yeah. <laughs> I don't want to have more reasons for us to have conversations. So AKA, AKA you're you're an asshole and I don't want to talk to you. 
<laughs> I was trying to be diplomatic about it, but yeah, pretty much. <laughs> there you go. There you have it. <laughs> Military Scott here to break it down. Straight from the source. <laughs> it, uh, you you can be the official double speak translator. <laughs> I will. I got this. <laughs> so, in this episode, we will have a variety of news stories that we're going to be touring through. Not too many, a, a moderate amount, not overdoing it, with our pinnacle news story being the introduction of female soldier models into Call of Duty multiplayer. That was a big news story that happened in the last day before our recording session. And then we are going to get into some reports on what's going on in our Monday night gaming. I'm really happy that we have both Scots here. Well, two of the three Scots here. I don't want to pretend like Hilgi Scott doesn't exist, but Hilgi Scott is not much of a podcast host aficionado. And he's also in WoW, lame. Oh, yes. Burn. Yes. Sick but burn. Sick we have burn. the Rift Scots here. It's this. I swear the name is so appropriate <laughs> of that game because it is a Rift in our Monday Night Gaming. And you're going to be able to tell us what has been going on with you guys. And speaking of this division of our Monday Night Gaming, we had a an email come in from a listener asking about our return to WoW, which I'm sure that some people will enjoy. Once we get to that section, the feedback section, <laughs> <laughs> we always love to hear from you, even if you're angry and criticizing our decisions. You can send that to mail, M-A-I-O, at channelmaster.com. Yes, it's so awesome. I figured that... Mark wasn't here. I needed to fill in. So. Thank you. <laughs> you can also leave us a review over on iTunes. You can follow us on Facebook, facebook.com slash channelmassive, or you can follow us on Twitter. Our official Twitter is... At Channel Massive, I don't do too much posting over there. I'm the one that's responsible for it. I'm not nearly as awesome at it as Jason was. But I do say a lot of gaming-related stuff on my personal Twitter where I feel less obligated to, you know, be a mouthpiece for an entity. (laughs) I can just talk for myself. My Twitter is at ThisIsNoah. And actually, both of you guys, Scott and Scott, have Twitter handles, right? I do, but I don't... um... You know, I basically retweet a, retweet a few things, or um, you know, just chime in every once in a while. I'm at Scott Pruitt four, and uh, Marks. We'll go ahead and mention his is at C O Mark M, which is Colorado Mark M, I guess. And mm-hmm. uh, Scott, I'm, I'm corpulent. I'm, I'm, I'm <laughs> I, tw- I follow your tweeter. Uh, your, your I'm tweet I'm pretty tweet. boring. Yeah, mine's just. Scott Cormack. That's it. Well, you have a lot of, uh, you have a lot of, you and Mark both do a lot of um, shaming me on how I'm uh, not exercising enough and and how often you do something great in your mobile games. So, (laughs) that is actually an an accident. (laughs) You signed up for like three or four free coins in some game, and all of a sudden now it's just. Popping yeah, your, your it, Twitter it today. It gets spanned for no reason. I don't know. I turned all that off, I think. I hope <laughs> I turned it off. But I, I was I actually do... surprised. Mark walks a lot more than I thought he did. <laughs> yeah, he had something six miles, something the other day. Walk? I was impressed. I he was running. Is it, does it say he's walking? Yeah, he said he did a hike, I think. Oh. Yeah. Oh. Yeah, it'll be. Which... You've never met him in person, right, 
Apparently, <laughs> Noah does not follow. No, I haven't. Twitter feed. <laughs> yeah. Well, I think Twitter has already detected that I assume that most of Mark's tweets are worthless robotic <laughs> posts that I could give a shit about, and so those are filtered. <laughs> Damn. So, uh, that's why I probably haven't seen him. There you go. <laughs> I'm looking forward to Mark saying something to me about one of my comments that I'm going to say in this episode. Oh, he will. He will. <laughs> Don't worry. With that, let's get into the news section. We've got three different segments of news. We've got Kickstarter, MOBAs, and women. Specifically Call of Duty women. Women who answer the Call of Duty. Or people who want to look like women answering the Call of Duty. Yes. But first, Kickstarter. Hello, <laughs> we, I asked this before, but I'll ask it again just for the sake of our listeners. Were either of you aware that a StarCraft MMO was in development? And the answer to that was no. Yeah. A unanimous no. I had no idea. I did not either until I saw this headline that says StarCraft Universe MMO turns to Kickstarter. I'm thinking to myself, why does Blizzard need to kickstart a game? It's because they're bleeding bleeding subscribers out of WoW. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> they're only making $60 million a month. You know? Yeah, I mean, you know. Four times. <laughs> but the, the real answer, listeners, as it turns out, is that it is a fan development, fan-developed MMO but it is officially sanctioned by Blizzard. So there's this group of modders who are using the StarCraft II engine to create their own little MMO called StarCraft Universe. But it turns out they're going to need some funding to get through the final stretch and launch the first portion of their MMO. And it's kind of cool. I'm And it, it, it kind of says two things to me. I, I think it's really cool that Blizzard is being welcoming to a fan-created MMO based on one of their most popular franchises. It's cool that the Kickstarter only has an $80,000 goal, and it's already over a third of the way there with a month to go. But it also says to me that if Blizzard's like, yeah, go ahead and do this, this definitely means there's no way that Blizzard is considering working on a StarCraft MMO themselves, which is a little sad. Mm, that's a good point. I was. Well, I mean, yeah, you kind of, you kind of think, well, was Titan? Not, I mean, if it's Titan, then you know, we're, we're, it's probably not fantasy. So I'm thinking, okay, maybe the Moon Titan. You know, I, I was kind of hoping that was, you know, space or something along yeah, those lines. Yeah, me too. I was making but, that association as well. But whatever. Apparently not. Or either that, or this is, you know, keeps keeps a Blizzard product sort of percolating, where they don't have to put a lot of effort other than saying, "Yeah, go ahead." The Blizzard sanction part is what I was excited about because they they're apparently kind of backing it, but at the same time not actively being involved with it. So I'm excited to see what happens with this. Yeah, as it turns out, a prologue for the game was already released on Battle.net in February, and the storyline for the game follows what is called the utter darkness, 
quote unquote scenario where Kerrigan's dead and everybody else is left to fight a hybrid, I'm guessing Zerg, Protoss, something assault since Kerrigan was some kind of hybrid creature. <laughs> yes. <laughs> but in order to play the game, if you're interested in the similar or checking it out, of course you do need to own StarCraft 2, but that's not a bad thing. That's a pretty sweet game. But while we're on the topic of Kickstarter, I thought that it was kind of amusing that the head of communications, Yancey Strickler, decided to write a blog post warning people, the, the companies and the individuals that use Kickstarter to fund their dream projects to, quote-unquote, tread carefully with stretch goals. And it's kind of sad that it needs to be said, but it definitely should be emphasized. There's plenty of games that are signing up, plenty of, of companies that are signing up for way more. They're biting off more than they can chew, and we've already seen it with Double Fine's Broken Age Adventure game that's now over budget after being the original success story of getting way more money than it originally requested. And then they got carried away with adding a bunch onto the game, and now it's over budget and it's delayed and it's being broken into two different pieces. I'm sure that is not going to be the last time we hear about well, this. Well, as well, the fact that they were kind of new into the marketplace with this type of crowdfunding type initiative. You know, yeah. The, the company, I'm sure, is entrepreneurial in nature, and so there's not. They may just not be very good business people. <laughs> I mean, you know, they kind of came up with a with a novel way of generating uh, operating capital to start with, and that was very new for them. So, you know, sometimes you throw a bunch of money at somebody, and they don't know what to do with it. Um, I'm somewhat. I'm. It, this interests me just in the sense of. You know, uh, Star Citizen just keeps getting more and more money. Yeah. Given to it. From the development side, nobody's even, I mean, it, I, I'm wondering how much the game is going to sell once released. Yeah, exactly. With so much, with Have they so saturated much money their sort of invested. Yeah, yeah, I mean, because, I mean, ultimately, it's a, it's a somewhat niche game to begin with. Yeah. And, it, you know, if someone has invested... $150 in Kickstarter, something like that. I mean, does their sense of ownership come to the point of, I should already have paid for the game. This is like a pre-order for me. Yeah. When technically that's not the case. Mm-hmm. Um, so I'm, I'm just wondering, you know, how how much do you suck your your passionate player base um, for that? At, a, at some point, where is, there's got to be a law of diminishing returns there. Totally, um, but yeah, it just somewhat concerns me because I mean, every now it's like, oh yeah, and if we make this next go, we're going to add this one thing, and if we make this next go, we're going to add this one thing. And it's like, you know what? Why don't you just make those things and put the game out finally? <laughs> <laughs> well, and it, I think there's this soft assumption that, well, maybe if we add enough bonus goals or stretch goals, that will convert. X number more of people who are sitting on the fence into buyers of the game, but so often... Well, the problem is if you don't fund the stretch goal, you kind of miss out on the pretty shiny. Yeah, yeah, the game will be less for it in some cases, depending on what well, stretch Well, or, goal is. you know, you have to, yeah, you have to 
you know, yeah, if we if we make another ten million dollars, we'll add you know ten extra ships. But if you don't, if you're not at a certain level in our Kickstarter, well, these won't be available to you unless you pay some cost. Oh, after the yeah, fact. yeah. It's not like well, we're we're able to add these in the into the finished product for everybody. For everybody, no, that's not what's happening. I mean, you're it's basically pay for content. Potential content. You're not even paying for existing content. Yeah, that, that's the key. Potential content. It's. <laughs> it's. I, I don't know. I mean, it, there is. There is gamble. nothing. There is nothing for Star Citizen not to just say. You know what? We. I'm not going to do it. I mean, it's a. It is an invest at your own risk type thing. It's. Uh, yeah, people are putting a lot of faith into that game. I mean, they're yeah. buying ships for lots of money in a game that. Doesn't exist. Yeah, and they're add-on ships, <laughs> and for like well, sixty bucks, hundred bucks, hundred fifty bucks, two hundred bucks. So like, yeah, I'm buying this one ship that I can play in the game. Well, and I mean, you know, there are certain games that I have a lot of investment in. You know, these pre-games before they're released, I really want them to be great. And sometimes they are, and sometimes they're not. How much more expectation do I have on this game? And do I take it to a level that it's impossible to to get to? Be satisfied, yeah. Yeah, I mean, it's like you know, I know. I mean, I know some guys that have that you know have. Mark, for example, has a lifetime subscription to certain games that he doesn't feel like he's gotten his money worth out of. Champions or, Online. Champions Online. <laughs> we'll just we say it. Mm-hmm. Um, Please do. I always like to have that brought up. But yes. I mean, but the whole yes. thing comes down to I mean, I know plenty of people that have invested way more in this game than that than a lifetime subscription to this thing that supposedly gives you everything they're ever going to come up with. I don't know. Yeah. It just the the law. Um, the longer that that kickstart keeps going on, that they keep adding more things through stretch goals, I get more and more weary of it. Not weary, leery. I'm weary. curious. I'm kind of tired of the stretch goals. Come on, just produce the game. Just release the damn game. Well, I mean, you know, everything that you're talking about, instead of coming up with Kickstarter and doing it pre-release, um, you know, make a Kickstarter for DLC or something. But give me put, give me something tangible yeah, because in my hands that I can do something with. Yeah, it's it's pushing the delivery date out. Yeah, inevitably, or it's going to cause delays one way or the other, if they keep adding this, 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 and this. Because the original schedule, the original calendar that they plan isn't based around an assumption that they're going to add 10 different stretch goals. They talk about, in the real world, I would hope, they're talking about the base offering. And so often these stretch goals are mentioned kind of as just like, oh, it'll just be included and nothing else, everything else about the game and its development cycle State remain the same, but that's not the case. It well, and some of the things, some of the things is, some people see this as a great thing. To me, this is where the you know developer creep starts to come in. Is you know some of the original stretch goals were pretty modest. Hey, you get a new starting ship, or hey, you get um, you know the you know your your player insurance or whatever it's called. Yeah. You know those are things that aren't. Tech, I mean, technically, it's a small mechanic. It doesn't take yeah. a whole lot to put in, and it's much more of a, I don't know, a uh, quality of life type upgrade. Yeah. Where 
Now they're beginning to say, well, we're going to add this new mechanic into the game that wasn't going to exist prior to this Kickstarter. So now we're or going to... a whole to, new mode. Right. They recently added an entire new dogfight type mode. Right. We're going to increase the, you know, the actual, the underlayer of the game. At this point, that's when you start getting developer creep and all the, you know, really once you have your, your rendering engine in place, you know, adding content, you know, if you're talking about a single ship type upgrade thing, I mean, yeah, it may take a, the art assets a little while to get to get you know finalized and that kind of stuff. But I mean, from uh, sticking it into the game, I'm, that's technically not near as hard as trying to build an entirely new underlayer mechanic. Yeah, it introduces um, a lot of risk across the board. Yeah, it's it's just I don't know. I wish they would quit that and give me a hard a hard date for release and said, hey, everything else, we're going to come up with more stuff and we're going to put it out there as DLC that you can buy. Yeah. Military Scott, I'm curious, have you Kickstart, Kickstarter funded any games? No, I, I haven't, but um, as as far as it, it's concerned, you know, it's it's a gamble. The whole thing is a gamble. And when you back a Kickstarter, it's one of those things where you kind of roll the dice and you hope that whatever you're backing comes out. Um, and if it doesn't, it doesn't. But if it does, then awesome. So it's one of those things where it lays on kind of the the, the person that's, that's doing the Kickstarter. So do you really want all this extra stuff? And do you really believe it? You know, it, I think it, it, it relies on a lot of um, investigating on the on the person's part as far as you know do I want to invest a hundred bucks in this is it going to be worth it yeah yeah on top of the cost of the item you know I mean it's yeah. like yeah because you Kickstarter is you're you're like hey I'm backing this as an investor and you really have to start looking at the business standpoint of it rather than the I'm a player and I want all these lickies and chewies because some of those lickies and chewies might not come out, but uh, at the same time, they may. And is my hundred bucks worth backing? You know, whatever it might be. And if it For is the potential to get it, yeah. yeah, yeah, the potential. And and if it is, or you think it might, maybe, then go for it. But as far yeah, I, as I wonder how many people actually do Kickstarter, thinking of it like a pre-order. Almost everyone, I think. Yeah, I think Almost everybody everyone. has that assumption. That's the and risk. It's, and it's really risk. not. I mean, no, now, it, you know, early on there weren't that many failures, but there's a fair number of Kickstart just, okay, I blew all the money <laughs> and I'm not coming up with what I promised. You know, there's been several of those pretty high-profile things now. So it's not a, you know, it's not a guarantee that of anything. Yeah. It's, but anyway. It's not. It's not at all, you know, and we're coming towards to to the the kind of an, an era where the original Kickstarters are producing, and you have to look and see whether or not if the the original Kickstarters are producing what you wanted, or they're they're falling short. So it's really uh, you, you have to take your gamer hat off and put your investor hat on. And, and see if it's worth it to you. Yeah, I, 
I think the first thing that came came to my mind and in, in my apprehension about Kickstarters is just complete utter failure. The game doesn't get released at all, and there definitely have been some instances of that. But I think we're what we're also going to start seeing more of are games that generally deliver everything that was promised or suggested or offered, but the overall quality of the game itself just isn't that great, and it becomes a well of mediocrity. Mediocrity. It sounded cool because the marketing spin was really neat, but I think a a good recent example of that is the Leisure Suit Larry remake that ended up being pretty middling. And the Shadowrun RPG also got kind of lukewarm. There there were more positive (laughs) reactions to that, but it just goes to show, especially these nostalgia-fueled projects, are not always going to be as great as your nostalgia, internal nostalgia hypes them up to be. Yeah, that's true. Well, let's talk about MOBAs. <laughs> Move on from Kickstarter. <laughs> there were a few stories, one that I, I was a little bit excited about, Guardians of Middle-Earth, which is Warner Brothers Interactive, the people who are also publishing the DC MOBA Infinite Crisis, Guardians of Middle Earth is a Lotro, or it's a it's a Lotro Lord of the Rings, not Lord <laughs> of the Rings Online. It's a Lord of the Rings MOBA. Nothing to do with Funcom. Oh wait, Turbine, Turbine, and it's actually been out for a while over on PlayStation and available on the PlayStation Network. But it's finally crossing the border and getting onto PC. It's going to be coming to Steam on August 29th. And actually, actually, it might actually be available. On PC, I'm not sure. I haven't researched it too much, but I haven't been wanting to. I've not wanted to play it on PlayStation. So, if there's an impetus, you know for me anybody to, who has? Uh, there, there was um a brief sale where the game was offered for free as part of a PlayStation Plus subscriber benefit about seven months ago or so. And I have a friend who downloaded it, but I don't know anybody else who's given it a try and he, that, that friend of mine only downloaded it. I don't think he ever actually played it because he's actually not a big MOBA fan. He's like, Hey, I got it. Right. You should get it. And then we can play it. I'm like, well, that would require me subscribing to PlayStation plus, which uh, there's some pretty cool benefits, but I don't need that. I mean, I looked at the screenshots. They look, you know, fairly decent, but I don't know. It's just, I could, I could see where it would be um, very limiting. Why do you think that? Um, just because it's it's kind of based around you know it's it's the uh, the IP is limiting. I mean, um, you know the even Lotro for that matter has some limiting factors on some of its storytelling ability because it's kind of um, you know sort of linked in to the the literary works. Um, and so at the same time, I kind of, I don't know, at some point, I can't see that the, that the Guardians of Middle-Earth would have a hundred champions. <laughs> well, I ho- yeah, I hope not. It, it's I mean, it's, at what at what point do I get Glandril and Legolas and, and, you know, oh, I have 41 elves and 37 dwarves and, <laughs> <laughs> you know, I mean, it's like, really? Uh, I mean... You know, sooner or later, you know, you're you exhaust limited. Yeah, you're. Yeah, I mean, you know, you're you're coming out of literary a literary work that has, you know, somewhat confining 
mythology. Yeah, that mythology, because I mean, technically the champions are where your diversity comes into these games, and yeah. you know, okay, you're gonna have four, maybe five races done. I mean, I don't know. I have to. It depends. Well, on if how you check out the champion selection, I, I think they have about thirty to forty at this time, and I see. I don't see how they'd ever get any more than that. Uh, yeah, I don't know what their their plans are. And just a point of clarification: earlier, I wasn't certain. The game is currently out on PlayStation Three and Xbox Three Hundred and Sixty. It will be the the this upcoming August twenty ninth date will be the debut of the game on the PC platform. So, I definitely would prefer my MOBAs so far, and it's just based on my experience on a PC. So, I may still give it a try because I love Lord of the Rings mythology and I like MOBAs. And so, just from that alone, I, I want to give it a try. I'm not looking forward to be my next League of Legends or complete obsession. Oh, what what can be? I mean, <laughs> yeah, that's well, that's the problem. You, you you have people that are infatuated with League of Legends, but like the the you know the lore and all that stuff of of Lord of the Rings. But in the end, how many people are likely to stick to a game like that. It's not I don't I don't really see it being you know of of League of Legends proportions. It's just not be, because people um people will stick with what they know and League of Legends is really where it's at right now. So I I don't see this being super super successful. It might carve out its its own little niche. But as far as being super, you know, really as far as League of Legends is concerned, I don't really see it getting that high. And the the catch-22, well, I don't know if it's catch-22, or the, the catch for a game like this is that it's entirely dependent upon its community because you can't play it effectively as a single player. So I think the the other potential likelihood for this MOBA and many of the other ones coming out is they'll just overall have a very short lifespan because their player base will will dwindle so much that you won't be able to start a match because there won't be anybody playing it. Right, the the whole tourist thing. Yeah. I'm, I'm check I'm checking this out, but you know my my time is really invested with you know game X Y Z, so I'm not really sure how this is going to work. But I mean, who knows if they come up with something that's uh you know unique and really fun they might be able to carve out their own little portion of the of the the whole gamer space but i don't know i'm really skeptical yeah i mean i i kind of think it'll be yeah, they probably trying to cash in a little bit on the on the next iteration of the of uh, the hobbit movie and some things like that they're just you know throwing anything out there with the ip to see what sticks it's a money grab. Well, speaking of money, money grab. grabs and, <laughs> and investing in games, and speaking of League of Legends, <laughs> American Express has partnered up with Riot Games segue. to <laughs> triple kill. Has partnered with American Express and Riot Games have partnered up to introduce a line of American Express cards that are branded with League of Legends artwork. And it's not just a superficial partnership because by applying for and activating 
one of these cards, you start to get bonus riot points with your transaction with your transactions. So just signing up with the card, you get a thousand riot points, and you earn an additional one thousand points. Yeah. For signing up. Oh my. Well, maybe I'm going to end up with another. Yes. I might have to get another. I didn't realize it was so much. That's a lot. Wow. Well, it's it's not it's not too much. No, but that's two or three champions. Yeah, yeah. Well, cheap champions. Well, I mean, because if they're if they're like four eighty or two sixty, right? That's true. Score. Uh, then you get another thousand points for adding twenty dollars to the card, and then you get another one thousand points after your first ten purchases, and then at last but definitely not least, you get a grand total of ten thousand extra points, even more, by connecting the card to a checking account. And then you get additional incremental points for every dollar spent after linking to your checking account. So basically it works like a, a check card, essentially, <laughs> and a check card with right point benefits. Pretty darn cool. It's a gas card. That's what it is. Yeah. Yes. Exactly. Driving my way to victory. Hopefully with your favorite League of Legends champion on it, but I'm not sure how many... Or which yeah, champions are going to be on here. I don't know if they would even produce a Malphite line of League of Legends cards. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, he may not be important enough. I, I'm I'm uh I'm shockingly um drawn to, to doing that. <laughs> I would I mean just as a you know, I I need a travel card every once in a while, it's it would be worth doing. Yeah, you might as well get some game perks out of it. What would really be awesome is if if a uh, Steam or Valve did this, made a Steam card, and it got you money oh. for Steam, that would be really awesome. Well, Hush that's it. what I, I see. It. It. Yes, I see it as something. It's opening opening the gate for something like that. Totally is. Uh, yeah, for sure. Now, an Electronic Arts branded one that gave you Origin things. I don't really care about that, but a Steam one that'd be the, really. The Riot Points is pretty compelling, just in and of its. It is. It is. Or, I'm not as Sony, hardcore of a or Sony with PlayStation game. points. I mean, oh, PlayStation yeah, points. Yeah. Uh, yeah. What do they call their the Sony Station Cash? Station, station Cash. cash. Yeah. Yeah. Because that is a. I mean, that's a pretty good stable of games that Station Cash is, can help you out in. Mm-hmm. I'm thinking Planet Side Two. So. <laughs> Absolutely. Because they're some of their cash. I mean, you know, you can get a lot more bang for your buck for Riot Point than you can for Station Cash. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, yeah, it is somewhat tempting. I have to, I have to admit. Well, if you get that, let us know because I, you may be the first person. I don't, I don't know. The story was also making the rounds with Mark and some of his friends, and I'm wondering who I know is going to get this first, and I want to find out which design you get and if it is as awesome as you're hoping it is. I'm so, I'm, I'm very tempted, but God, I'm so, so married to my. Hilton Honors. Uh, you know, I, I think I will get it. Just just for the simple fact that if this succeeds, other, you know, programs of the same type will also kind of follow suit. And I really, just like Scott said, driving to succeed. Whatever game I'm playing, if I'm paying for gas and I can get a couple of extra points, I'm all about it. <laughs> all right. The gauntlet has been put down by Military Scott. Do it. Get it done. 
<laughs> well, would you also consider signing a petition to unfilter the word Satan from League of Legends? Uh, I, I don't really care. <laughs> yeah. I, I mean, it becomes, you know, really. Well, first off, look. Don't try to throw it out like you're you're religiously upset because you're a Church of Satan person and you really want to. Are you kidding me? <laughs> you just want a cool name in League of Legends. Come on now, quit with that crap. I mean, I, I can't think of how many games I've played where somebody's trying to say praise Satan and they get stymied by it. But this MOBA, this this petition on Change.org, could make that a possibility. I I, th- I really think that Riot just doesn't. I mean, they're now large enough. I don't think they will have to worry about it. I <laughs> I think this will be a flash in the pan article, and we will not hear about it ever again. I was just kind of thrown off by it because it did seem a little unusual of a request, and I actually never even knew that Satan was filtered. Obviously, I know. I tried to use it. Yeah, I'm I'm with you. I had no idea. But Mark, I mean, if I mean, it I, is I'm unfilter it, unfilter yeah. it. Who cares? Uh, yeah, it, I mean, I, I don't really care one way or the other. I don't think it would be offensive. It is kind of strange that it is filtered to begin with. I, I can't think of any other game I've played where that has been filtered out. But I don't know. I don't use the word enough or the name enough. I don't invoke the name of Satan enough to truly know in which games it's been filtered out of. <laughs> <laughs> but no, I thought for game. sure when we were talking about the. The uh, American Express cards you had mentioned, you know, uh, American Express General Manager Stefan Happ told the New York Times this partnership was established to expand our traditional reach beyond the mass affluent. <laughs> <laughs> what? That's his exact quote. It was the partnership was established to expand our traditional reach beyond the mass affluent, not beyond our current cardholder base. Well, apparently they consider the cardholder base to only be the mass affluent. Apparently. I didn't realize I was part of the mass affluent, so. (laughs) Wow. (laughs) Military Scott, do you have an American Express? I do, but, uh, you know, if they want to put Satan all over it, I really don't give a shit. (laughs) (laughs) I like that we're just mixing the stories together now. I I have to admit that uh, I don't have an American Express card, so I am humbled to be in the presence of the Mass Affluent. (laughs) I'm outnumbered by you. (laughs) It doesn't matter. The whole whole thing, I mean, if they want to filter Satanism, then filter, you know, Christianity. It's, I don't know. The whole thing is just ridiculous. When you look from the legal standpoint... You, when you click to sign in, you're signing a a EULA. Yeah, there's and terms of service, so, so they're they're protected. I mean, the bottom line is they don't have to do anything they don't want to. Um, but but will they? That, dare that's kind of what it comes down to. Tempt the, the not have to sign up. Wrath. Satan. This may be the last time they cross Satan. Yeah. <laughs> All right. Uh, enough of my seat. million players, haven't they already signed their souls to the devil? <laughs> <laughs> Last up, we're going to talk about a, a little press conference that in Infinity Ward had for Call of Duty Ghosts, a little 
a little ditty that was put on to show off some new modes and some new features. Play a little ditty. <laughs> but the the headline <laughs> that got the most press, aside from being able to easily transfer your Call of Duty account and upgrade and all that stuff between Xbox 360 and Xbox One, is that Call of Duty Ghosts on both current generation consoles and next generation consoles will, for the first time, allow you to play with a female character model in the game's multiplayer modes. Historically, you've only been able to play as a male. Call of Duty Ghosts will change that for everyone. And there's been some consternation about it. Let's let's just, um, you know, segregate ourselves from another portion of our listener base. Can you play as a, ter- as a female terrorist and run around in a barca? I don't know. Awesome. I don't <laughs> think so. But... I know there was another game. I, it was a, it was a Middle East based first person shooter game, but I think it was from the terrorists' perspective or something like that, and it got a lot of flack, a lot of controversy, and they shut it down. <laughs> so I doubt that Infinity Ward and Activision would include that <laughs> feature, but maybe they will. I don't know. Yeah, they, I mean, they I... one character model, and I knew I know you can play. Non-military fatigue, males, and Call of Duty multiplayer. Resistance. Well, yeah, I mean, you can, yeah, you can play the, you know, the the enemy side and the, you know, the soldier side. So, so maybe hypothetically, I don't know if she, she'll literally be running around in a burka. Well, I, well, I want, I, and I want the, uh, I want to be able to go la, 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 as I run around the corner shooting people. I want to be able to do that. <laughs> because I think I need to start a change.org precision for that. <laughs> Do you have any corrections or statements on this? Well, (laughs) as as far as the gaming is concerned, you know what? That's fine. Go for it because there are a lot of female gamers, uh, and and I I totally feel how they're they're going with it. Um, You know, the burka thing, I think they should because that would be great, and it would be accurate as far as – <laughs> Including the little 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 part. Oh yeah, Durka Durka, friggin' <laughs> all that stuff that all matches towards where where they're going. And I mean, it's it's a game, so fuck it, man. Let's let's do it. There have been some people who have been worried about the dehumanizing things that will occur to people who play with wow. female character models and that there will be these videos that go up and things that will be said that will be awful. But the player community in Call of Duty is already incredibly offensive and acidic. Yeah, I can't I mean, imagine yeah. they're going to take it to yes. a new level with the exactly. female soldiers. Yeah, it, you know. I feel like they've already gone that far. <laughs> yes. They'll use I used it as to... another way of saying, huh, a girl killed you. I mean, it'll be something like that. It'll be lame. With as many dudes that play as as female characters in MMOs this is no different yeah i yeah, as, and now we'll get, i'm really we'll surprised get is how how long it it took for them to to do this yeah apparently the story is well we couldn't introduce female characters in multiplayer until we introduced a character customization mode yeah which whatever. just seems silly yeah, I, I read that and I was like, "What? That that doesn't make any sense." The only thing that I would um, that I would say that kind of made sense was, you know, the 
A female character model would be slightly smaller, and because it is Twitch-based gaming, in a certain sense, female avatars in the game should have a slight advantage because it's a smaller target. But as it turns out, the size of their hitboxes are all the same. Hot. <laughs> Hot. Hot. The, well, the old I shot her in her hitbox. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> Dang. The old Quake games were people used to pick females because they were they had smaller hitboxes. Hit yes. So, yeah, it's Now I could I could see that point cuz I even said something about when well, they increased the the volu- the size of their equipment to kind of equalize the you know the the character model basically to allow it to not have a an unfair advantage from a size standpoint. Yeah, make their equipment bigger. That's yeah. right. <laughs> shot her. She's trying to peek around the corner. I shot her in the boob. <laughs> you guys no, I, in the multiplayer community. <laughs> it's a. I think it's a long time coming, man. I, I really, yeah. I'm surprised how how long it took. I mean, there yeah, there is a long overdue, frankly. I mean, it's it's arguable. What maybe twenty five, thirty percent, probably the com- gamer community is probably female. I, I, there's nothing. I mean, why why would you not put it in there? I mean, yeah. There's no yeah. good reason not to. Doesn't make any sense. I think all of it. You know, go ahead. Especially multiplayer. Who cares? I mean, it, yeah, exactly. In the end, who cares? It doesn't matter. You're you're gonna see somebody. See somebody. You're gonna shoot the shit out of them. End of story. It doesn't matter who they are. Yeah, they're already. They're not gonna put the mode in where you can run around in your underwear and shoot people. So it's fine. Yeah, this is what what is that game? Scarlet Scarlet Blade or whatever. <laughs> that game is ridiculous. <laughs> I remember you saying that you spent some hours in that game. I did. I had just just to check it out, and I haven't. I uninstalled it, and I haven't looked back. It's, but you kept the wallpapers on your desktop. It's okay. Mm, yes, I did. <laughs> I'm looking at them right now, actually. <laughs> so just, yes. just give her an M16, and you know. Throw some body armor on her. Little little Photoshop, and I have my fantasy come true. That's right. <laughs> Admire her hitbox. <laughs> Look. <laughs> Listeners, if you have any opinions or reactions, either <laughs> my co-hosts are saying or the news stories. If you do not, you're not listening. So. <laughs> you can send that into mail. M-A-I-L. Definitely M-A-I-L. At channelmassive.com. <laughs> M-A-L-E. <laughs> and with that, that, we're done box. with the, <laughs> the news. <Yeah. laughs> and now we're going to get into our Monday Night Gaming report from last Monday. Over in World of Warcraft, I had the pleasure of playing with Mark and Tom and Hilgi and... I really wanted to mix it up and have some Battlegrounds action. I remember really enjoying PvP, even though I didn't quite always win. It was just fun to run around after hours and hours and hours of single-player PvE content. Just run around shooting people, or, well, I guess not shooting them, killing them with my magical powers, my magical panda powers. And we ended up playing a few different Battlegrounds, and sandwiched in between those, we ran a new instance. We finally have gotten out of dealing with Quill Boars. And we went to Strathholm, which is this, it's the undead capital, essentially, of, what, all, I don't remember, 
Lodiron, that's the name of it. Lodiron? I'm not sure how to pronounce it. It's where Arthas went. He totally pillaged the place, and now there's all these undead people, and half of them are Scarlet Monastery people who have been turned undead, and the other half are just regular old undead. And it's really cool. The sky was red, and there was booby traps, which I didn't expect, and I was just trying to charge forward to the next objective, and I got trapped in this room. These two iron portcullises fell down, and I was swarmed with plague rats, like, there is, I don't know, 30 or 40 of them on the screen, while the rest of my party just watched me die from the outside. <laughs> oh. can't target you. Oh, I've done, yeah. You, you, you can see each other through the bars of the gate, and apparently they weren't able to target me or click me through the gate. And I I don't know. Well, As a tank, chose not to. I couldn't figure out what the hell to do being swarmed on all sides by these rats. And so I died. And then the gates came up and they came in and they killed the rats. And then I'm like, is somebody going to resurrect me? I'm like, oh, yeah, here you go. Thanks. <laughs> and then the next time, because Mark, of course, had some comments for me while that was occurring. It was Mark and Tom that were in the lead and they fell into the same trap. <laughs> and I said, oh, I can't wait to watch you die. But unfortunately, mm -hmm. Tom's character was a healer, and so they were able to kill him. And Mark, of course, said something like, and that's how you do it. Oh. <laughs> oh. Something like, fuck you, I didn't have the ability to kill Andy. Yes. At the same time. <laughs> yeah. And he said afterwards, he's like, well, of course, you know, there was this issue or this issue. I'm like, yeah, there was. <laughs> but we got through that. As far as the Battlegrounds, where we played three Battlegrounds that we played before in our original three-slash-four-month tour at the start of the year, starting out with Eye of the Storm, which is one that I don't really like. It's kind of I think it's set in the uh, outer space-type area where there's floating rocks and stuff like that. It's a capture-the-flag thing. There's four different towers that you have to capture, and then a flag appears in the middle, and you have to carry a flag to one of the towers you've captured. We were totally dominated. There was just nothing about it. It was really awful. We didn't have the lead or it, we weren't relevant at all in the entire game. Then we went into a Rathy Basin, which you is... Don't, you don't like Eye of the Storm? No. Well... Really? I've never been able to play it successfully. I think we played that one the most and just by luck of the draw because we queue up for random battlegrounds. And I think the first time we ever played it, maybe it was the second time we ever played it, we won. But we probably played it a total of 10 or 15 times and we've lost every single other time. There's been some where we kind of held it for like the first half and then we lost, but most of the time we just totally lose. Really? Wow. I, I've had the most fun in PvP with Eye of the Storm and Arathi Basin as far as WoW is concerned. Yes. Arathi Basin, that one is so fun because I think it's 30 or 40 versus 40 and it's just this giant long snowy valley and you're just running across it trying to capture bases and storm the other team's castle and there's more fun there to be had and it was a little bit more structured a little bit more linear versus the chaos of eye of the storm we still lost that one and then we got into alterac valley which is a a much smaller battleground again go from one side of the map to the other take the other team's uh capture the flag and take it to the other team's castle or whatever we actually started killing people in that one and i think uh, 
all of us were just in the middle of the, the middle area of the map, just killing guys. And it's like, all right, yeah, I got this one. Like, get this one. And we were ganging up on people. And I'm like, well, you know, the Alliance has just captured the flag. And I'm like, actually, now the Alliance has captured two of the three flags. Yeah. And I was just bringing up these status updates. And Mark finally responded. He's like, I don't care about the metagame. I'm just having fun killing people. <laughs> right. And it's, the metagame? The, the, the beauty of that one, the old Alterac Valleys used to last like 10, 12 hours, like no joke, for one game. I would play in the morning, and then I would log off, go to work, come back, and it would be the same game. No and way. I, yes. I love those because they would – I mean it was really strategic-based. You'd have to – kill certain things and get certain points and you know some of these npcs but uh you know the one that it's the alterac valley that's there now is still pretty fun but at the same time it's just not involved so you, you mentioned metagame metagame but it's the metagame used to be really huge that's a shame there there has been a lot of simplification that's occurred across instances and obviously as you were just mentioning the battlegrounds themselves i actually was getting my my maps mixed up. Alterac Valley was the second one we played, and it was a Rathi base, and it was the smaller one where we actually started killing things and, and winning, but we weren't actually accomplishing the objective. But we at least had fun because we killed some people. And That's where <laughs> Alterac or Rathi basins where everyone screams, you know, fight on the flag, fight on the flag. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, nobody. I, I tried a couple times. I'm like, hey, I'm chasing the flag. I'm chasing it. And then everybody just ignored me. I'm like, all right. <laughs> Guys, they're like, I'm going after this healer that's really been pissing me off. I'm like, okay, <laughs> I'll come yeah. and join you in the the fray. There you not go. In the game. <laughs> There's WoW's player base for you. Yeah, but in a nutshell, that was our our time in World of Warcraft. We have cracked level 50, and we're just you know continuing our climb to get to 58, so we can get to the Outlands, and hopefully there will be great adventures and stories there. But I don't know. I've never been there. I'm looking forward to seeing what it's like. Meanwhile, you guys are playing Rift at the same Rift. time. And I'm, I'm, I'm really, I don't know about Scott, but I'm pretty sure I can speak for him. And I'm having a lot of fun in it. Oh, yeah. It, I mean, it really is. I'll even say I'm, I'm having more fun than when we were playing through uh, Star Wars. Mm-hmm. And I know Scott oh, yeah. is. <laughs> yes, I am. Well, yeah, of course. He hated yes, Star I am. Wars. <laughs> I, didn't, I didn't hate it. But I didn't, you know, enjoy it as much as definitely as much as Rift. Rift is my poor man's WoW. It's they they took WoW and they kind of extrapolated on the game mechanics and made it kind of the same game, at, but at the same time, it's a little bit better. Well, they, uh, you know, we we were level thirteen when we uh, when we cranked up. Um, and this time, Noah, you will be happy to note that Aggie actually um, was the one who outleveled the rest of us. What? <laughs> he was he was level twenty when we got back in. Yeah. Oh yeah. I but, logged um, in. And Aggie was like, "What is? Was he twenty or like twenty something?" And I was, yeah, like, he was hey. like, "No, he was level twenty because he outleveled. Remember, we were going to do the instance, but he had to be level nineteen. Yes, exactly. That you know, I was like, "Great, we're, I'm going to log in. We're going to play some instances, maybe do some PvP." But nope, Aggie, you fucking asshole! 
Bam. They're <laughs> <laughs> like, hey, I'm I'm 20. So, but in the end, we still had a lot of fun with the the whole uh, invasion stuff. Well, yeah, we did we did an instant action that was. I mean, technically, we were. It was a very populated instant action, so we ended up um, just basically bulldozing through the whole thing. But the nice thing is, is um, Aggie could join us, and he would get down leveled, basically like a reverse mentoring to um, to play through the you know the quest that we were playing through. So that was pretty cool. Um, he <laughs> every time we'd change an uh, change an instance, though, he would have to. Uh, reset that to either uh to have it because some there were times when like we were out in the in the world as a whole where he didn't have to be you know down leveled to to group with us and yet he still was and it was like um we could use the 20 firepower go ahead and kick yourself yeah <laughs> yeah you go ahead and pop that in we're <laughs> Just, getting our yeah. ass kicked and go ahead and, up. go ahead and pop you up six <laughs> anytime you want to bring yourself up six levels <laughs> yeah yeah. So we, we ended up we finishing off. Yeah, we actually did. We ended up finishing off most of the quest in the level twenty zone, and so then I was like, "Well, we'll go ahead and move on to you know to the beginning of the next um, um, the next zone, which is like twenty through twenty eight, something like that. It's a long sort of uh, um, like steep mountain valley that's got a lot of trolls in it and all this kind of stuff. So we started to head over there. We were finishing up just kind of map clearing on the bottom level of the of the first zone that you're in. And um, all of a sudden, I mean, I, I had not seen, there were, you know, we talked earlier, the, you know, the rifts are these invasions from the other planes of existence that, um, that pop in from time to time. And, you know, occasionally you'll get one where it's several of the same type, and then they start attacking the, the quest zones and all this. Well, we're over there, and on the far side of the map, and all of a sudden, it's like 60 rifts open all at once, and there are, there are these death mobs all over the place. This is all undead and um, skeletons and, and different um, beasts from the plane of death and all this kind of stuff. And I mean, the entire map was covered with these instance points, and we happened to be at the upper end of the zone we were in and we were about at level where we should have been for that content so you know we're getting hit with you know invasion force after invasion force that's at our level and a lot of elites and man we got our we got our asses handed to us several times oh Um, yeah we were in uh fighting and trying to close a bunch of rifts while patrols were coming through and just jacking us up and it was uh i had never seen it before i looked at the map and the whole map was covered with invasions and you know all these hey this this group of of mobs is attacking this location so we were kind of bouncing back and forth and it it was it was a whole lot of fun yeah it was it was probably pretty hectic for a good 45 minutes i mean it was a it was a big world in a world event i mean um like i said i was somewhat like you scott i'd i'd never the time i've been playing i hadn't seen one that pervasive um we had yeah right you know you see some it's like five or six and if you don't really close them over time they'll generate 
a mob that'll spawn and go out and do stuff. And then every once in a while, they'll the game itself will generate somewhat of a you know a higher level of that where they have some invasion forces that are kind of separate from the rifts, and you have basically the invasion stops when you close X number of rifts if it's six or eight or whatever. But there were problems. I mean, like literally between there were creatures that were coming out of the rifts, and their main job was to go build a new spawn point for invasion forces, um, which I had never seen that mechanic. I thought that was pretty cool because we were killing the guy, and he's like, he's zapping this thing on the ground. He's like, what is he doing? He's like, oh, he's making a control point. That's what he's doing. So <laughs> yeah, some, some pretty cool stuff going on. Um, yeah. Oh yeah. All right. Yeah. It was uh, that. I mean, we totally did not get over where we intended to. We ended up sticking it through it and closing seven or eight rifts and all these different control points and dying six or eight times and yeah, it was all all kinds of all kinds we, of good we, fun. We held our little corner of the map pretty well. We did. We uh, yeah, and for the most part, just the three of us. There was one guy that kind of piggybacked in our group for a while that none of us knew that just because um, you can kind of pop into public groups pretty easily so we had a, you know one or two helping us for the, some of it but for the most part it was just the three of us so that's really cool I, I think the rifts are one of the most interesting aspects of the game in itself and to hear that at your level they're doing dramatic mass use of them unexpectedly just makes the game sound even that much cooler. The only other thing I only other experience I think I've had an MMO that was kind of close to that. And I knew about it because it was advertised that it was going to happen was in city of heroes. There was a, a Rickty invasion event. It's a lot. It's a lot like those events. It's a lot like a Rickty invasion, it, um, except for the, it has much more of a control point mechanic to it. So, you know, to, to close it off, and, well, and it's also attacking your quest nodes. So, you know, the NPCs that you, oh, you that you your, need, your, that you need, yeah. All, all of a sudden, they're you know, the NPC is fighting the the invasion force there around its node. Um, so you really can't turn in quests while that's going on. Um, it, you know, what it really kind of reminds me of is it's just a better implemented version of the Tabula Rasa invasions. Yeah. Yeah, he's spot on. Spot on. Um, they're they're more I can't compelling. Believe you guys played that game. Oh, oh man, yeah. I, I like Fabulous. I love that game. Yeah, I'd be all over it. They kickstartered that shit. That shit and made another one. Yeah, it was a good and, game. It really was a good game. It's good. Let's let's make that happen. Well, I guess the <laughs> the reason that I I don't have a a positive opinion of it is I I think of the three of the original Channel Massive guys. Jason was the only one who played it. Mark might have played it, but Jason, being Jason, gave a very Jason assessment of the game, and it just sounded like it totally sucked. <laughs> no. Well, if you didn't get into the the vibe of what they were trying to do is make this, you know, it was a contested thing, Um and and yeah, it was a mechanic, and it was timed, and on all this, but um, and I'm sure there's some rift timer mechanic thing going on in the background for rift too, but it doesn't feel that way. Um, so, you know, just suspend your disbelief and enjoy it. So. <laughs> Until you're fighting a boss, and then all of a sudden it disappears, which is what happened to us. 
Yes. Well, and and what it ended up was somebody with somebody closed. I mean, we were about to take down this pretty big dude, and we would have, you know, you got a big chunk of experience and all this, and he was almost dead. And some of the large bosses, it is somewhat of a tank it down and and eat through their meat shield type takedown because he yeah. was he was heavy. I mean, what sixty thousand ex- hit points or something like that? No, that yeah. was the that was that pod that had so many, but, um, you know, the event basically, the, all the rifts got closed up, so the event basically shut down, um, and they all disappeared, and we're like, what the hell? I mean, it was we were so close, but that's all right. It was still fun. Yeah, it was oh, a very yeah. very small point. Well, anyway, on their page, they uh, apparently August twenty first through September fourth, um. They have announced that there's going to be a basically a world event where there's going to be large plane extra plane invasions coming in um, to three of the different the different zones. So I'm hoping we see something close to as epic as we saw the other day. So because that was, I mean, I was pretty impressed with that. I, I was pretty surprised. Well, you, you guys will have to went. jump into that on the early side because you will be out of town. Well, Monday will be part of April 12th. I mean, isn't Monday April 21st, or is it not? No, it is not. It is not. What? It's like, we'll do it on the 26th, because that'll be before we fly out. All right. Yes. (laughs) (laughs) Just want to make sure. Well, and by then, we'll be able to, to get through to the Scarlet Gorge this week coming up, so we'll be... We'll be right in the area where we need to be. So. so is level progression fast, or have you guys been playing a bunch of extra time, or is it normal for you to be up in the mid-20s on your second night of playing? Um, well, we I mean, we probably did, what, six, a good six solid hours the first night. I mean, we, you know, we went way past time. Yes. We should have stopped. Way past. Way, way past. <laughs> They um, but they they cater to groups a whole lot more than a lot of other MMOs. Um, you you actually get bonuses for you know grouping with your friends and doing the same quests that you would do solo. And you they also have a mechanic where if you if you hit any creature before it dies, you get the equivalent. You get XP for that for killing that. So it's in your best interest to hit everything. Hit everything. Or hit everything. When, some, yes. when something is about to get to die, you at least shoot it one time to get the experience for it. Um, and you know the the loot stuff works really well. You know that you're not loot stealing or anything like that. It, it's it's like Star Wars in that if you have you basically it's a randomizer whether or not you're you get loot off of a particular creature. Um, so you're not. Even and that's the weird thing is we've actually had a couple instances where people get pissed off because we're helping them kill something. It's like I'm not taking anything from you, dude. <laughs> Calm yeah, down. Yeah, a couple of times I got, I got tells of people cussing at me because wow. of that. Yeah, I don't know. I was like, hey man, I'm not kill stealing anything. It's impossible to kill steal in this game. It's uh, it follows Guild Wars two where you just everybody's in it to win it, I guess, and. There's no you, – you can't take away from another another player if you hit their mob. That's nice. So, yeah, it's so great. This last – you know, we were at 
Oh, well, see, we were we got to level fourteen or thirteen basically, and then we had said before we were going to start the next one, we had kind of opened up the Defiance kind of main city hub, and there were some fetch quests in there and stuff that aren't you know they're just they're not very good, frankly. I mean, they're just you know kind of in the city to show you different parts of the city and that kind of stuff. So we talked about let's go ahead and get those knocked out at least before our next week, and then and then Aggie went and. Popped up seven levels on top of that, <laughs> and um, but um, somehow I'm, I'm not even sure how I ended up with 450 of the cash shop points. Somehow I'm not even I don't even know how I haven't paid any money, but I have 450 uh, store points there somehow, and um, I think it was because I was technically signed up for some trial at some point or something and they gave you like a you know hey use some of our points for a shop or something but so i mean of course scott and i this last week you know i'm i'm popping through levels pretty quick and and i forgot that i had had a 40 percent experience boost on <laughs> so i was getting 40 percent extra experience for everything i killed so so Scott pops one and I'm popping one. So we're burning through levels <laughs> last week. So we went from like 14 to 20 in about three hours. So. Yeah. Wow. He, he goes, oh, I'm nine, I'm 19. I'm like, what? How the hell did that happen? I'm drink I'm drinking the shit out of these potions now. You know, fuck you, man. I'm I'm doing this shit. <laughs> I'm catching up. But uh, it, it worked. It worked. Yeah, I mean, it was like a normal quest that would give you, like, 2,500 experience is giving you, like, 4,200 experience. I mean, it's just crazy how much extra experience you're getting. So. Well, that's nice. It, I, I recall a number of our MMOs that we've played this year to include World of Warcraft and Star Wars The Old Republic talk about how, well, if you're a subscriber, you have an XP buff and you level up faster. But I haven't felt that that's always been a significant and demonstrated benefit where it's like, wow, I'm leveling up fast, but I, I'm not sure. I, I of course don't have as much perspective on what it would be like otherwise, but it's cool to hear that there's obvious and clear, tangible benefits to these experience boosts. They weren't just smoke and mirrors or marketing. Yeah, speak. What, yeah. They don't really even have like a 10% boost. I mean, it's like you can buy one that's like 50% boost for certain types of experience. So like kills or, or quest turns in, and or uh, you know, selling you know extra planar creatures and different kinds of things like that. And then they have like the one I happen to to have gotten was like a forty percent on all XP. So doesn't matter what I you know, what I was getting it from. So I mean, a forty percent boost is pretty damn good. Yeah. Um, yep. It was it was noticeable. <laughs> I mean, it was like we're just binging through levels, and I mean, you know, I think. Uh, Aggie may have picked up two or three, you know, even from his uh, mentoring <laughs> down because he got an experience for all the kills at the lower level. Um, so he, uh, I mean, he ended up with a couple extra levels even out of that and started, you know, well ahead of us. But, but yeah, we, we burned through some content. So Bottom uh, line is we're, we're waiting for you guys to get bored of WoW so you can come play Rift with us. <laughs> Well, honestly, I mean, I, as I've said before, I wish I could play both games at the same time, but I'd feel bad if I were to say, oh, you know what? 
I'm done with World of Warcraft and, and just totally <laughs> renege on it. Now, with Secret World, there is a definite and urgent need to get out of that game as soon as possible. And we stuck in it for a month. But, uh, yeah, I, I am really enjoying all the stories that you guys are telling us about. And you are actually streaming your game time as well, in case anybody that's listening yes. actually wants to watch it. Yes, I uh, I, sh- I was streaming it, and I also uploaded it today, as a matter of fact, to uh, YouTube. So. Cool, so that's under your your Slain channel? Yes, S-L-A-Y-N-N-E. If anybody wants to look at that, they can check that out. Um, I really welcome if anybody wants to come and join us. There's only three of us, so, I mean, the more the merrier. merrier. Yeah, there's not really um, the public group stuff. You can can get pretty large, so um, there's not really any any hard mechanic on the group quest side because it's all sort of... There may be some instance limitations, but we haven't run across any of them, and we've jumped in instances with extra people, so I don't even know if there is a a cap on some of those. So If there is, we haven't run across it. Yeah, I mean, in the worst-case scenario, I just have this fear that once we finally get to Rift, you guys will be like, oh, I've been there, done that, we've moved on. <laughs> <laughs> Well, we're playing we'll, through we'll the see. Defiant side, so we could just jump into the Guardian side and do it all yeah, again. Yeah, we'll see, but uh, Rift is something that I've always in, been interested in, so, I mean, with the, the combinations uh, of souls and, and the character types, I'm always... Yeah, you totally change up your... Yeah, there's plenty of that I have. I would be interested in starting over with something else and going through it and just come up with something different, so... Well, thanks for the report, guys. Hopefully... We can continue to have one or more of you on to talk about Rift in the weeks to come. Because I'm sure that people who are tired of us playing World of Warcraft appreciate the breath of Rift air that you provide. (laughs) (laughs) In fact, we have an email around that very topic in our feedback section. We haven't heard from Allison in quite a while, but Allison was worked up enough to send a short email that said, you guys are doing another WoW tour. You already did a five-week tour of WoW during the Secret World tour. <laughs> Allison. <laughs> Signed, Allison. And that was it. And I, I'm guessing from the brevity of that email and that the subject line was another WoW tour, question mark, that Allison isn't thrilled with us jumping into another WoW tour. <laughs> Well, that's why you brought us on to talk about Rift for more exactly. time. Yeah. We talked about WoW, so exactly. And, and as I said, as we said last week, and as we're saying this week, as far as the the now is concerned, Monday Night Gaming is now two different games. You have World of Warcraft, higher level content. We are now at a level fifty uh, on the Arthas server, Horde faction, trying to get into Outland and have some fun PvP action there. And the Scots plus Agamemnon and minus Hilgi Scott are in Rift. As yeah, and we're I think That's we're right. um, I know Monday. I mean we we're shooting for level twenty five, or in Scott's case twenty six. So. Twenty six. <laughs> <laughs> you all are on the Necropolis server. Yes. 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 So, Allison, put your money oh, and out there. Oh, no, I forgot to, to tell you, we, we got our first open-world PvP kill Monday night. Oh, that that was funny. 
Okay. That was funny. I don't really – I don't think he – I don't I, really – for one, I don't know how he got there. But mm-hmm. because that is sort of a roundabout way to get into the kind of the 6 to 20 zone for the defiant side when you're on the others. But he was like a level 21 or something. And, I mean, the three of us, I mean, we annihilated him. And he, he said something like the fact of – it was almost like he was offended that we attacked him or something. It was yeah. like, hello, you're on the opposite <laughs> faction and you're standing right there. Yeah, we're going to kill was, you. It was funny because I go, I go, hey, why is this guy's name yellow? Why can't I attack him? And Scott goes, dude, he's a, he's a part of the Guardians. And I go, oh, shit. So <laughs> we started fighting him, and, and we when we were killing him, he goes, uh, what did he say? He said, oh, oh, really? Well, then, or something. Well, or then, something. yeah. And I was like, well, suck You know it. a PvP Whatever. server. Yeah. yeah, don't come exactly. riding into our zone if you don't want to get attacked. <laughs> <laughs> Maybe there's some honor code you guys haven't picked up on yet. It's, well, we're defying, like it, so we're defying the honor code. Yeah, I, I defy <laughs> your honor code and substitute my own. It, it was just funny, though, because I, I had no idea. I was like, why is this guy yellow? Why can't I attack him? And Scott goes, because he's the enemy. And I was like, oh, shit, well, let's let's kill him. <laughs> and we did, and it was easy. We all got points for it, so it was good. That's pretty cool. I love... I love Unexpected PvP, even if I'm yes. a victim of it. It just adds something fun to the game. Exactly. Much like we, I mean, we actually have... I think the three of us are pretty good. Um, the fact that I'm, I'm, my mage guy's got a... I, I got an upgraded pet now, so I have... you know The ex-boyfriend has been upgraded with armor, so he has... Uh, he can tank now. And he's a pretty good little tank. Um so between that and the fact that um, Scott's uh, cleric does pretty good DPS, and then you know Aggie's uh, is basically a rogue single target DPS to begin with, we we the three of us can hold our own pretty well for only three characters with the mix of characters we have. So I don't I don't no. see us getting ganked terribly much unless we're totally outnumbered. So. We're going to start moving into that, too, the old... Yeah, uh, Scar- all those Scarlet zones Forge are... is really where you start seeing that, that level 25 to 30 zone that we're There's about lots to... of Weldens out there. <laughs> exactly. Weldon. Weldon, I well kicked then. your ass. <laughs> <Yep>. <laughs> so, Allison, it was long planned that Mark and I were going to return to World of Warcraft. We'd been talking about it since the beginning of the year, even recognizing that the the traditional format of this MMO tour format has been to try out new games and start stuff from scratch. We knew that we would go back to world of Warcraft at some point and we just decided to do it sooner than later. And as you've heard, not everybody who's playing on Monday night wants to play that game. And so that's, what's really cool is that we have two groups going now. So you're more than welcome to try out rift. Jump in. Yes. Yeah. Come on. Scott's. Try it out with the Channel Massive B team. Let's get it. <laughs> Everybody's yeah, special. The B team. <laughs> and uh, my, my character on Necropolis is Backseat, and Military Scots is Slain, S-L-A-Y-N-N. So anybody wants to friend us, go ahead. Yeah. And over on World of Warcraft, my character is Cuddle Monster, Marks is Snuggums, and we have a Channel Massive guild 
as well that we can bring you into the fold. We actually have to have five unique players on at one time to, to guild up in Rift, so... Oh, even more reason for you to have new people join you. Yeah, well, I mean, we could probably find some noobs to guild up with us just long enough to get us a name and then drop them. Or <laughs> drop them like a hot potato. Yeah. <laughs> You're not worthy of the Scots. <laughs> <laughs> So if you're listening to this on the day that it is posted, on Monday, August 19th, tonight is Monday Night Gaming. 11 p.m. Eastern Time is when World of Warcraft will be starting up with Mark and I. And I'm guessing 10 p.m. Eastern Time for Rift? 10 p.m. Eastern, yes. 10 p.m. Eastern for Rift. Since all of us are east side of the country, we might as well start a little earlier. Allison, very much, uh, your email was very much appreciated, even if it were, uh, come on, guys, why are you doing this? to me <laughs> type of email. Let Don't worry, Allison. We're giving them the same quite often. So. Yeah. Oh, yes. Oh, yes. Behind well, we've the got scenes. Behind the scenes, face. we're talking all kinds of shit. We got this for you. <laughs> so the cause does, is not abandoned even when we're off the air. It continues on. <laughs> In fact, Mark's not here with us because he had an important work dinner to go to and Southern Scott felt that that would be a perfect opportunity for uh, to bring up yet another reason, uh, another I just jab think about playing. To come out of the, I think he just needs to come out of the closet and admit to his boss that he loves pandas and he can't help himself <laughs> and how how much of a sacrifice that this, this work dinner was and to understand the level of what he's giving up to participate as a yes. good employee. And, yes. And, He's never been hugged by a panda. He may not understand the <laughs> he may not understand the draw of the panda, so <laughs> yeah, that's great. I've just heard there's no secret sauce. <laughs> for you uh for the uh, Kung Fu Panda reference there. That's great. Thank you. <laughs> <Thanks so much. laughs> and hopefully we hear from more people in our feedback section. And definitely thank you both, Military Scott, Southern Scott, for joining me here on the show tonight. Really appreciate it. It was very fun. And sorry for joining us. That is the end of our episode. Everybody out there, we hope you liked it. Let us know what you think, and we'll be back next week if we don't see you in either World of Warcraft or Rift tonight. <laughs> <laughs>